everybody, welcome to Campus Comics Cast, coming to you from Carbondale, Illinois, with special guests from the Campus Comics crew, and now, here's your host, the man with the previews in hand, Mike No. Hello and welcome to this bonus edition of Campus Comics Cast. Yes, you're super so good. We are back for more. <laughs> anyway, we're just going to talk a little bit about a few extra things tonight um, that hopefully you'll be interested in. And I guess before going in to all this, we're still here inside Campus Comics. And uh, I'm Mike No here of Campus Comics, and I'm sitting here with Scott Reed and Dan Brown. And one of the things we want to talk about, and we'll go ahead and say it outright, is a spoiler alert. We're going to be yes. talking first up about uh, Black Panther. We have actually all seen it at this point. Ooh. I think this is the first time yeah. a Marvel movie I saw on opening weekend. Oh, really? It's the first time I ever did that. So, And I was glad I did. Yes. Um, but... How hard is it avoiding spoilers in the comic shop opening weekend? Oh, yeah. I know. It's, it really made me say, I need to do this more often because there's... You just have to either do that or resign yourself. It's going to get spoiled. Spoiled, yeah. yeah. You know, because you can't, like, go off on people in a comic book right. shop. Don't talk about that movie. That's kind of on me if I haven't seen it, <laughs> you know, the way I view it. So, uh, overall, opinions, or do we just want to jump into our own personal tirades or what? Uh, it's whatever everybody wants to do format-wise. So okay. I mean, uh, lackluster. Don't even. Probably, don't even go probably there. the worst movie yeah. they've made. Oh my god! Right. All right. Yeah. Then. No, okay. I think I think we're with the public on this yes. one. Right. This has just been a great movie. Yes. This this is absolutely my probably my second favorite of the, all the Marvel movies. Uh, Winter Soldier is still the is still the standard for the Marvel Cinematic, but this was really really close. So I was uh, really really pleased with how well this movie ended. Please, up. were and, surprised. Yeah, well, I was concerned that I had overhyped it because I <laughs> oh, to yeah. me a lot of the Marvel movies lately had been so. Yeah, uh -huh. they were just there. They were good, but they were just like popcorn movies. It's right, like they're just there purely for the entertainment value. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I like those that have a little bit more serious of a theme to them. And mm -hmm. I really enjoyed Black Panther. Um, my big gripe, a lot of all the Marvel movies lately, has been how much forced humor there has right. been in all of them. Yes. And while there was some Smarter. moments of that, it mm -hmm. was not. It wasn't forced, and it was like felt like natural between like a brother and a sister yes. and and some of those types of situations so the humor was so much you know so much fit this fit this movie much mm -hmm. better than what some of the stuff had been in some of the previous and it was movies. inherent to the scenes too it didn't exactly. seem like they were shoehorning jokes in you know or yeah. you're filming something after the scene it's like let's uh, just add that punchline in there uh -huh. yeah so it was it was yeah it was outstanding so right yeah i would totally agree with that it was a I'd probably, I don't know, I still have a soft spot for the first Iron Man, you know, just because it's a solid, good right. movie, yeah. and uh, it started the whole thing, yeah. you know, and it's just like, it was like, oh, wow, they did this right, so, I mean, but it's probably, I, I would put it probably my third, yeah. you know, but, you know, after Civil War, I'm not Civil War, I'm Winter Soldier, I'm with you on that as far as just being the best, best movie yeah. overall, and then Iron Man, and then Black Panther, you know, I mean, at this point, I think we're all expecting these movies to be good. Well, just yeah, for how sure. good are they how going to are be, they, yeah. you know, and this one really exceeded my expectations in, in every way. I mean, it's just the casting was amazing. You know, I, I really liked it. The story was great. Mm -hmm. really, minor quibbles, but we'll get into those later. But, I mean, overall, very solid, you know, very solid. Yeah, overall, great movie. Mm -hmm. um, I think 
you know, Marvel had some success right out of the gate with Iron Man. I think they set their bar pretty high. They just had a good movie, good movie, good movie, and it, it kept being like, okay, which is going to be the one that bombs? Uh-huh. Which one's going to be the one that's really bad? I think I quit asking that around Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you can make a great Guardians of the Galaxy movie, movie, what aren't you going to do? Mm-hmm. You know? So, again, I'm not necessarily just a show for Marvel. I'm a DC guy. I have different standards for Marvel movies, I think. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I haven't really been disappointed in any of these. You know, we're creeping in on like 20 some movies, right? Maybe oh, in Iron Man 2. I, li- I really like I Iron like Man 2. Sam Rockwell helps that movie. Oh, so much, yeah. You know? I like that. I like It's the. The reason I like a lot of second movies is the we've got the origin out of the yeah, way. Like, we can just go straight yeah. to the action. You know, for the most part, comic books are second act anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you've got the first that they want to retell all the time. Mm-hmm. And we never get a third act, really, you know, so, for the most part. Right. So, so I kind of liked that really about Black Panther, you know. And it also worked in Home, Spider-Man Homecoming where you get the introduction of the character in a movie like mm-hmm. those both came in in Civil War. Yeah. And so then by the time you get to their solo movie, you know, it's not following the DC formula, nowhere right. it's spinning out. But you're familiar with these characters, so you kind of get that a little bit out of the way at the beginning, the origin story. Yeah, I, so feel I, really like, like that. I feel like they did kind of backtrack on some of that with Black Panther. I feel mm-hmm. like they went over some of the same ground that they did in Civil War. Mm-hmm. I'd have to watch them back to back to... You know, really see if there's anything like contradicts or you I just, know, anything I, I like felt like that. it kind of just flowed straight from. You could almost sit down yeah. and watch Civil War, yeah, and then it's agree. like that's the next yeah, week. Yeah, and that's know, the, and and that's the thing too. The Marvel Studios movies don't have; uh, they've got a different timeline, right, than what they're being released in. I don't know that because I, don't know. I think I think like Guardians Two takes place like a few years, I think, after Guardians One because of Groot is like a little older, yeah. but like oh, right. other movies take place like four months after something else yep. you know i think gotcha. there's a little bit huh. it's, really thought it's about not it like too, a real time timeline i don't think i think if you go back and really kind of nitpick at it and i'm sure you know this is all over online you can google this in five seconds <laughs> i'm sure but i don't think the timeline is the movie in the order that the movies are being released in so i would have assumed it was in the order that they were being released yeah so. yeah right i'll go and get my i have two negative things to say about Black Panther and one of them is not specific to the movie The Black Panther mm-hmm. I despise that they have changed the Marvel Studios images away from comic book images to images yeah. for the for movies the instead of the comics it's like mm-hmm. they're forgetting their, where they, where you, they all you come you know why that is though well, the, because Feige the, broke off <laughs> you know he reports to Disney now not Marvel not Marvel, oh, Marvel okay. Studios is not a part of you know Marvel hmm so they don't have that brain trust that from Marvel Comics anymore they use either. They ditched all that. Feige reports directly to Disney, so I'm sure that change in the logo is a reflection of that. And that happened a few films ago. I don't yeah. remember when that first actually happened. Mm-hmm. And then my, my second complaint is the big climatic oh. fight between you know uh, Killmonger and Black Panther it felt very CGI'd. A lot of uh, that fight was it almost was like watching a cartoon. Yeah, uh, I thought felt like they overdid that. Some of the earlier fight scenes where they're not in costume mm-hmm. are a lot, a lot yeah. better than those CGI fight scenes. Uh-huh. The CGI was surprisingly subpar, yeah. in some, and especially yeah. in, it, specifically in that final battle yes. scene. Some of that stuff was real was not good. Yeah. When they're falling and fighting, that just was that was just terrible. <laughs> mm, it was. Awful. I mean, do we think? Do you think it was rushed, or do you think this is a first time? Well, not a first time director, but first time doing something on this scale for uh, Ryan Coogler. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know either. Know where the I don't know. It didn't. 
it just didn't seem like it was rushed. You know, yeah. I just don't. It it just wasn't well executed. Yeah. I, you know, and it seems like Marvel's got a pretty good machine going at this point. Yeah, you would it think would seem like they somebody would, would have stopped to... the train and said, "Hey, let's mm-hmm, tweak I, this a little bit." I wonder something. if it has something to do with like just the the costumes themselves not having since they're all black, not having something to define uh, lines yeah. and stuff. Yeah, maybe. Um, well, I feel they... like that was kind of the point of the purple versus gold Black right. Panther suits. Right. We kind of got there towards yeah. the end, yeah. and that, that's again. Them. Um, again, the casting, you know, Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa and Black Panther, amazing. You know, Letitia Wright as Shuri was a breath of fresh air, you know, yeah. and, oh, yeah. and Jordan was just phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Terrific. He was amazing. Probably, if we're going to rank things, I'd probably, he's in my top three Marvel MCU villains. Oh, absolutely. You know, For because, sure. um, and it would be like D'Onofrio's Fisk, if you yeah. count the Netflix, Netflix. stuff. <laughs> and, uh, uh, well, oh, oh, Keaton's Vulture, amazing. Was, was actually yeah. very good. And yeah. then Jordan's Killmonger, mm-hmm. just like yeah. he understood the motivation. He had oh, a yeah. point. Those are the best villains when you understand why, right? Mm-hmm. Why they're doing what they're doing. Personally, like Scott was saying about the final battle, I would have preferred they left him out of the suit. I would rather see, you know, because one of the things that always that kind of irks me about Marvel is the heroes fighting like powered villains. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you got the, you got, you know, I, I understand it, yeah, you right. know, but Ant-Man, Yellow Jacket, like Iron Hulk, Man, Iron Monger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doctor Strange yeah, I, versus I definitely, I definitely agree with that criticism. I feel like you kind of got that beforehand, though, in their sort of trial, you know, sort of ceremony fight where they right, were stripped yes. down. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, they were just true. fighting with, like, basic weapons and stuff. So mm-hmm. I feel like you probably... Don't want that repeated at your big, right. you know. But maybe if it had, maybe if an even Killmonger suit hadn't have been cat themed, right? Maybe that would, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just like you know. But. Well, I thought you know they showed since Shuri had the couple of those suits, uh-huh. and then we know Chikala had one. So where did he get the other one? Well, he took the one that was left, you know? right? So yeah, at least I thought that was established in the in the no. movie. So oh, yeah, yeah. they right. definitely set that up. But again, it's like it definitely would appropriate appropriate for him to have like a more military theme yes mm-hmm. kind of outfit or arsenal or something mm-hmm. like that too just with his background they established right but i mean again minor nitpicks you know i mean again yeah. did he really have to die uh, uh, right such a, such a good line at the end yeah. baller last line for a villain mm-hmm. uh-huh. But yeah, I I just want more of Michael B. Jordan in these movies. Mm-hmm. It, it's a it's a shame that they killed off that character, but uh, it, it was so well done in oh, the yeah, movie very. that it was. It, I think we it, we would have been disappointed if they would have done something else with it. I don't think it would have had the impact. The movie wouldn't yeah. would not yeah. have had quite the impact. Yeah, right. I, just, I so. want my cake and I want to eat it. Too. Yeah, that's all there is to it. He was so good. Now we would have you know both Human Torches in the MCU now. Right? <laughs> so, so. Right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You know, oh, that's nice. right. But yeah, again, just, you know, minor nitpicky things. My kind of biggest complaint about the movie was with the soundtrack. The score is fine. I liked it. It was good. They just made such a big deal about Kendrick Lamar's doing the soundtrack. What it amounts to is a song over the end credits. and then it, Which was a great song. Yeah, it's a good song. A great song. But again, it was a and the inspired by soundtrack that we got. Like, this is a 90s superhero movie. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was really hoping for something more in the way of Guardians of the Galaxy or the way some of the other Marvel titles have, and you know, Thor Ragnarok especially, was just the way they kind of tied the music in throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. I was really expecting a more rap, hip-hop kind of soundtrack to this movie about, you know, black empowerment mm-hmm. and things. So I feel like there's probably a more successful way of doing that. Again, the score is fine, but don't tell me one thing and then give me something else. Right. You know, 
Mm-hmm. And where all the white people at, right? Right, right guys? <laughs> well, I, I was glad they didn't go for, like, all the popular hit music because uh-huh. then it would have been like they were just trying to emulate one of the other other films. Right. So I'm glad they went back to the traditional score, and, mm-hmm. and I, I thought it worked very, very well. Yeah. yeah, and I really liked the production design of the whole movie. You know, yes. Wakanda was just gorgeous, and, you know, everything oh, yeah. really mm-hmm. that it should have been. It was really great. I liked, again, we're kind of I'm kind of jumping around here, but I loved – you know how they brought out you know T'Chaka's sins you know oh, T'Challa's yeah. you know and it's just like again it plays to the villain's motivation oh yeah you know but I mean it was just so well done yeah, the yeah. way they did that you know and it's just I, I don't know it's really hard to be too critical of this movie and apparently I, I heard this I can't remember where I heard this but um, T'Chaka's younger version was played by a relative of his and oh really. Uh, Forrest Whitaker's character, the younger version of mm-hmm. him, was played by a yep. nephew oh. or cousin oh, or okay. something. Oh, that's very cool. Um, yeah, I hadn't heard that. That's it. That's cool. Yeah. Now, I definitely, mm-hmm. I, I didn't confirm that. It's something that I heard. So, right. Um, I do want to see more Mbaku, and I heard he plays into uh, Infinity War, War somewhere. Oh, really? The, the man ape character. Yeah. You know what I mean? From yeah, the, that's a Marvel character, by the way. That's not any <laughs> version. Yeah, cast no, by no, the, no, not no, at all. No, that, that's, that's the comic book that version. That is a of comic yeah. book character, and this is way cooler than oh, any version absolutely. of that character yes. they've done. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he he was another really bright spot for me. Yeah. Was that yes. character so well done, mm-hmm. and just a, just a lot of fun. I just really enjoyed him in that part. There's there is not a character in that movie that I would point out and say that character is bad. Uh-huh. I mean, every yeah. single character. In that and I, I even like that. I'm glad they made the changes to Everett Ross's character that they did because in the comics he's basically kind of a buffoon, uh-huh. and uh, he's a he roller skates and just oh, wow. does stupid stuff all the time. So I actually like that they. I thought, well, he's going to be the comic relief, oh, yeah. you know, and this is where they're going to go for all the dumb one liners and right. stuff. And I, I was actually glad to that. see, yeah, yeah, they actually matured that character mm-hmm. um, and when I, when I first heard he was going to be in it I actually felt like oh this really just kind of seems like a contractual obligation to Martin <laughs> you know getting one of his right. appearances in but I really liked what they did with him you know yeah. I thought it wasn't necessary but I thought it was well done he so much of that I mean that character the character is key to the Black Panther mythos now because okay. ever since the Christopher Priest run uh, he's just been directly tied with Black Panther, and a lot of a lot of this movie came from the Christopher Priest run, and some of it from Don McGregor. Um, so yeah, it was he, he was he, he's there, and he should be there as oh, part okay. of, as part of gotcha. his, uh, oh, as part I'm of this not, movie. So gotcha. okay. in in the in the comics, he's like <laughs> the how I've had it explained to me is he's the he's the white guy's view into the Black Panther's world. Okay, is how he's described. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought he was used very effectively in the movie. Mm-hmm. So, yep. um, one thing I did notice, just kind of a little side note here, I didn't realize. You know, I was telling you the only episode of uh, Netflix series anthology series <laughs> Black Mirror, right? Was that final? Did you, was did the you finale? Watch it? I did. Okay. I didn't want to bring that up. Yeah, no, I, you hadn't seen yeah, it, I watched yeah. that that mm-hmm. uh, the last episode of season four. But that's Letitia Wright plays yes. a key role in yeah. that. And, and wow, yeah. There's um, and I I don't know the actor's name, but there's another actor he was in the episode where they're like all auditioning for yes. something he was he in gets a, get gets out a show. daniel yeah. kaluuya or I, I, yeah. but he was man, in an episode of man we can't pronounce comp creator I, names we're not going to get actor names right, right. on this right. Yeah, that's true that's true but yeah and he played the what the sec- head of security basically for wakanda's borders yes in mm-hmm. uh in the black panther movie too yeah he was where great. where was this elite guard of female 
warriors when T'Chaka was killed? They were they were there in scenes in Civil War. They just they just didn't really talk about them in Civil War. I think oh, really? it would have been too much to introduce. I mean, there there are moments where you see, mm-hmm. um, I, like there's a scene where isn't there a scene where Black Widow they goes face to face with one of them, and T'Challa says he'd like to like I'm talking about a fight, and he'd like to see that. Am I re- misremembering oh, I that yeah, uh, that scene? Yeah. 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 yeah, I feel like they kind of dropped the ball. Though, is my point. The, the, the yeah. door, the, <laughs> they, they were there. They just never referred to them as the Dora right. Milaje. Yeah. So okay. um, huh. I, I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that they were there. Uh, huh. I was really happy to see in the end credits that Don McGregor and Christopher yeah. Priest were actually credited. Uh, they, it seems like most superhero movies have been, are getting pretty good about that. Really There's good. been some pretty links of thanks to comic book creators on mm-hmm. the Marvel and DC side. Yep. Now, I didn't understand why Jonathan Hickman maybe got the plug as a creator for Black Panther. I didn't really see that one, but uh, somebody uh, told me maybe from like New Avengers or something. But uh, it didn't seem like it didn't seem like that warranted. It's like now they're almost going too far the other way. It's like over crediting, you know, people. They don't want to make anybody mad. So. But overall, oh, anything else anybody wants to say about Black Panther? Uh, I've, I've just been going slow on my notes. i got all kinds of things okay, to say yeah, about go, it. Go, so, go. Okay, all right. Uh, were you guys surprised how early they killed off Claw? I was. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it, it was important for the story to move the story mm-hmm. forward, but I expected, I actually expected he might show up again in the future. Yeah, that's know? kind of what I was thinking, yeah. too. Yeah. Because especially the way he was chewing up scenery, he was a lot. When that one scene where he's in the interrogation room, he just starts singing. Yeah, uh, yeah. That was a great. <laughs> yeah, moment. I really like. Yeah, and we get to see Andy Circus's face for a change. Yes. Yeah, instead of being uh, CGI, yeah, so. mo-capped. Yeah, I was just wondering. My only thing was, is like he kind of died off screen, if I remember. You know, I mean, yes. you see him get shot, yeah. but the kill shot is off screen. screen. Mm-hmm. Would they really go like his body's composed of pure sound? So he's not really dead, you know what I mean, kind of thing. If they want to bring, I feel like back. that's really stretching it for yeah. the Marvel movies. Yeah. But yeah, who knows? We could always do a cyborg kind of thing with him, maybe. Yeah, I don't right. know. I guess there is some way they could always, you know, bring him, bring, you know, bring him back, bring him back right. or yeah. whatever. So mm-hmm. I mean, they fake kill so many characters already in these movies. Why not? <laughs> the uh, the first I've I've seen this movie twice now, and the first time I saw it, the couple of times where the guy with the very large lip. Plate, plate. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I felt like I had a very difficult time understanding him. It didn't seem as bad the second mm-hmm. time, but for some reason, the first time, whenever he was talking, it was like, wow, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was that was a, a little bit better. But uh, some things that you know, I, the the soundtrack wasn't great the first time through, mm-hmm. but the second time, it, it, it did. I didn't. Yeah, more, right? I, I thought it was you, a lot you better. Just heard it more the second time, like. You're paying I think, more attention to the story first time around. Yeah, I think yeah. maybe that's what that's it was. So it sometimes it felt like it was a very jarring, but the second time I didn't feel like I was jarred by the soundtrack mm-hmm. um, as much. Uh, what else? I like the I'm you know the first time through they had the comment about you've brought me another uh, white boy to fix, and then at the in the end credit oh, scene, yes. uh, yeah, where, where we get uh, Bucky, Bucky, so we can assume that Bucky's no longer going to have the mind control mm-hmm. for yeah, Infinity War, right? So, and it looks like he may be uh, leading some Wakandans in Infinity War yeah. as well. Yeah, I mean they call him White Wolf, White Wolf, and mm-hmm. so, and I guess that's what they're going to refer to him now in yeah. the MCU as, you know. Oh, huh. Yeah. So, I mean, not following the comic version of who White Wolf was. But, no, but yeah. But, but they're bringing nice in that element. Yeah, yeah, they're bringing in that element as well. Uh, 
the you know they had the two after credit scenes. So mm-hmm. if you're counting after credit scene, we got the one with T'Challa before the United Nations. Basically, what can uh, you know a farming <laughs> nation bring to us? Right. Kind of just kind of smiles. And there was a second uh, scene between uh, Bucky and Shuri. Mm-hmm. So we got yeah. we had back that to, as well. Back to that United Nations scene. Um, I believe it was Ryan Coogler, the director, was commenting on the line about barriers mm-hmm. that apparently was written before the 2016 election. Okay, this, okay. He said that was written during the Obama administration. It just resonates more now. More, he said. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> so not necessarily that kind of commentary at the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't feel okay. Maybe that's maybe that's all I got. Maybe I'll hit on, hit on all these things Tick all already. Yeah, I just just making making sure I didn't want to leave anything okay. out. But, uh, <laughs> what was the uh, Stanley cameo in this? I was trying to think of this earlier today and I couldn't oh. remember. Oh, the uh, gambling where he picks up the chips that T'Challa leaves behind. Oh, in the bar. In the bar. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. Charles takes a bet and then walks off whenever Claw comes in, right. and he's he's like, oh, "I'll right. take those." Uh-huh. And, and I uh, really like that scene, by the way. Yes. You know, yeah, that scene, and you know, oh, it, it just, really was, felt like. The casino scene in Skyfall. Uh huh. Exactly. Yeah, I, mean, I said there was so bondish that yeah, scene yeah, was. Yeah. You know, it was just with the connection and everything. Mm-hmm. That I really liked that scene. Yeah. And and Killmonger was definitely a highlight of this movie. We haven't, mm-hmm. you know, and like Killmonger, they oh, basically man. dramatically changed his origin story from the comics, but mm-hmm. absolutely it fit with this movie, and I I really really like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Michael B. George just killed it yes, in that role. He did. And, uh, yeah. I just I wish he was still around. Yeah, you know, yeah. in this movie, right? <laughs> I just really want more of that character. And for some reason too, it seems like. Uh, as far as like the merchandise go, all the toys I've seen are Killmonger in the Black Panther suit. suit. Uh-huh. I really want just oh, Killmonger yeah. with the African mask and the hair off to the side. Mm-hmm. I really want a toy of that. <laughs> I know because the hot toys. T- the only thing in its yeah. build is Killmonger. You know, and you mm-hmm. go and it's just him in the Black Panther, Panther suit. Right. suit or I'm surprised Jaguar like or whatever people Marvel call Select it, or know. someone isn't picking that up and uh-huh. doing a version. I've seen I've seen guys wearing their hair like that now. Yeah. Um, Back to wrestling, Kofi <laughs> Kingston of the New Day is kind of putting his hair out to the side like that now, huh. you know. So it's, yeah. people are definitely taking note of that look, right? And I wouldn't think it'd be likeness rights problems, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it seems like that's part of what you'd sign the dotted yeah, line for, for sure. with Marvel anyway. Yeah, yeah there's a Shuri action figure now of like. It's a smaller figure, so I'm not sure how good the likeness is to uh, that actress. But like, you can get a figure of that. Why can't I get a Killmonger figure? Right? Like yeah. I want. Hmm. But it seems like that's kind of been a thing with the movie in general, isn't it? It's just the lack of merchandise. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. surprising. Yeah, I mean, I've had several people coming in looking for Black Panther stuff, and it seemed like they've offered it, but it, they offered it. They offered it concurrent with the release of the movie, not prior. Too you know prior, what I mean? Yeah. So it's yeah. just like. Maybe by the time, maybe it'll be out by the time the Blu-ray's out, you know, or right. something like that. Mm-hmm. It's available digitally or something like that. But so it hopefully, like half the point to a comic book movie is to get people in the stores know. to pick up yeah. the comics. So. And that's happened how often? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it would be happening here though. Yep. You right. know, if we had the merchandise yep. for them, definitely had people. Yep. And I guess we didn't even mention the fact that it's you know already gone over a billion dollars. A billion dollars on a Black B, Panther yeah. movie. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> well, um, there was a comment. Apparently, when uh, Marvel sold the first time Marvel got sold, Jack Kirby apparently was quoted as like they they got were sold for like maybe like two million dollars or something like that. And Jack Kirby was quoted as saying Ant Man is worth that much money. Uh-huh, and right. uh, yeah, so yeah, <laughs> so yeah, he's he was uh, proved proven correct proven now correctly. many times over. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. who would have thought it? Oh, man, no. 
So ratings, so ratings. Ratings. I would give it a very fine plus. Oh, near mint. Near. Yeah, yeah near I'm, I'm going to go near mint with this. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we got my side. You know, soundtrack grievances aside, it's yeah. like yeah. this was a great movie. Mm-hmm. Just you know, as an experience overall. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. You know. Winter Soldier near mint plus Black Panther um, near mint. We've yeah. got a <laughs> we've got a black superhero movie that's worth watching. Yeah, right. You know, it's not the first one they've made, but it's definitely the best. Oh yeah. You know, we're definitely I, seeing more people from the black community coming in the store. Yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. um, comic books in general is a white guys club. Mm-hmm. For the most part, still in 2018, you know, mm-hmm. so any chance to branch out and diversify is always good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so unanimous on that, you yep. know, you guys. <laughs> yeah. They, oh, oh, they have announced a sequel. They have. Surprise, the surprise, so surprise. Who would have thought that was coming? Really? But a million we'll, dollar movie? They want to yeah, keep that going? We, yeah. we'll, we'll be getting another one. <laughs> figure. Go figure. But you'll see him again in Infinity War. Yes, you so. will. Yeah. You'll see everybody again, and some people for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, all right. Well, anybody, I, did you guys see that giant photo Marvel Studios did with all their actors a few weeks ago? No. Uh, uh-uh. They brought, I guess it was during filming of Infinity War, and they, I don't know if it was a particular day or what, but they had everybody together and put them on the bleachers for a big class photo. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, think there's, really cool. I think there's video on YouTube kind of talking about them, you know, setting up that picture and everything, but it's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Huh. Uh, pretty sure Kurt Russell was there. Oh, really? So oh, I don't know wow. how that works out, if he just yeah. happened to be around that day or if he's actually in something. Hmm. Right. Again, so, we're talking the infinity. And then, yeah, you know, exactly. The flashback, gems, so. flashback scene, maybe? Could be. Could, could be. be. Okay. Yep. Previous. Huh. <laughs> All right. Well, a lot. It's a good time to... To be into this stuff, as we said many times, you know, just these are things you wanted to see as a kid, you know, but kind of glad it didn't happen because the effects are so much more there. Yes. You yeah, know, yeah. so this is just a golden yeah, age. I can't. Well, you know, back in the 90s, they were trying to make a Black Panther movie with Wesley Snipes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, Always. we would look back, like, if we had got that and now we had this, this we'd be like, oh, who cares about Wesley Snipes' Black Panther? Travis uh, Bozeman's Black Panther mm-hmm, now, you uh, know. We just didn't get that right. <laughs> beforehand. Yeah. Very you true. Know, especially considering some of Marvel's old movie efforts, which everyone seems to have forgotten oh, with yeah. their revisionist history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's always been great, right? Right. Oh, my. All right. So we go to Black Panther? Yep. I don't think so. All right. So pretty unanimous there. Can't recommend the movie high enough. So you haven't seen it. Shame on you. Go see it. Go see it. Yep. Um, I guess something else we want to do tonight is just talk a little bit about this is, if you have not heard, this is the 80th uh, anniversary of the character Superman. And it's pretty much the character that started it all. Not the first, you know, superhuman character, not the first character in costume, but the kind of the first time that was brought together. Mm, definitely yes. the first superhero. First yes. into that thing, you know. The, so it's it's pretty big thing to celebrate you know as a start of a genre you know for mm-hmm. sure um so we're just going to take a few minutes here to talk about each of us is going to talk about a specific uh, superman superman story that we enjoyed may not remember everything perfectly but it's mostly a recommendation for you to check out and you know just uh, get a feel and there's like i said 80 years of stories to talk yeah. about with this character so you know, and there's a lot of different stories going on. So, Dan, you want to start with yours? Or? Uh, I can. Um, the story I wanted to talk about is from 1990. It is Day of the Krypton Man. And this is from kind of what I feel is sort of a forgotten era of Superman, where it's post-John Burns run, but before the death of Superman. And it's kind of when Superman became a weekly book, where we had three titles that all mm-hmm. kind of ran together for the most part, where it was like 
you read Adventures one week, Action the next, Superman the next, and it's yeah. all one large story, Actually, there basically. Was four, wasn't Superman Man of Steel out as well? Man of Steel Both. did come out. What I'm talking about, though, right now, the specific story I'm talking about came out right before Man of Steel debuted. Okay. But, yeah, Man of Steel did tie into that, too, once they premiered that book. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so <clears throat> the Day of Krypton Man story, which, as far as I can tell, has never been collected for some reason, but I really like it. Is a uh, takes place after the Exile story where Superman went off to space, and this is when he's come back to Earth. And these, this story ran over. There was a prologue, at, prologue in Action Comics number six fifty, which thousands about to come out. So that's how long ago this was. <laughs> Superman forty one Adventures four sixty four Action six fifty one Superman forty two Adventures four sixty five, and then wrapped up in Action six fifty two. For the record, these are all Volume 1 of these books. <laughs> well, Volume 2 for Superman, I guess, technically. Yeah. Uh, but this is Superman coming back to Earth, and uh, he is followed back by Draga, the gladiator he beat in Mongols' War World uh, during that storyline. Uh, Lobo shows up to fight Superman. Uh, Maxima is in here, who was the outer space queen who wanted Superman for her mate. <laughs> There's a lot going on in this story. Um it's also about Superman coming into contact with the Eradicator device, which wants uh, to retain Krypton in its purest form. So it sees what Kal-El Superman has become is almost an aberration. Hmm. So it starts sort of brainwashing Superman into becoming more Kryptonian to the point where he um, starts wearing a more Kryptonian suit, which is based more on the John Byrne version of Krypton. So it's sort of a modified black and red suit from uh, John Byrne's Krypton. Uh, and the story, it really is sort of about Superman kind of turning away from his humanity and becoming more alien and more cold. And uh, <clears throat> oh, I believe he almost kills Mongol on the moon at one point. They've teleported up there, and he has a chunk of the Statue of Liberty he's going to drive into him. <laughs> you know, it goes pretty far with the story. Um, and it's just a good time. There's a lot going on. Ultimately, it's about how Superman is you know, human, mm-hmm. you know, that's a very important part of him. You know, Clark Kent is Superman. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, the Batman thing of Bruce Wayne is the mask. It is Clark Kent is Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, there's a, you know, spoilers, there's sort of a big blowout with the Eradicator at the, at the Fortress of Solitude at the end of the story. And it wraps up with the always well thought out throwing the villain into the sun <laughs> and it never comes back to haunt him ever. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that's worked to this day. Oh, wait. No, he came back a few months later and is still in the Superman storylines currently. <laughs> so, but yeah, just a really fun, I think, kind of overlooked, you know, book. Uh, again, I don't think it's ever been collected. I don't even know if it's available digitally or not, but it's, you know, worth hunting through those back issues for. <laughs> put piecing it together. Probably not yeah. too expensive no. to put no, together. No, it's either. not. And it's like, and there's still George Perez was working on action no, no, at the time. Yeah. Dan Jurgens is in there. Jerry Ordway, really good artists. Mm-hmm. Just a really fun story. Like, this would be a great movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be super expensive because all the characters are in it and everything. <laughs> right. But it's a really solid story, and I don't know why it doesn't have more esteem than it does. Mm-hmm. Worthy you of know, a trade, even. For then. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah, and again, I just feel like there's some really good stories from that run that are really overlooked because of the high points of John Byrne's run and then the death of Superman a couple of years later. Right, it just kind of gets lost. Yeah, people kind of forgotten the in-between there. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I've always liked that. I actually made a custom action figure of Superman in that Kryptonian suit from that storyline. Huh. 
and he uh, there was a JLA story later on by Mark Wade where the uh, Justice League kind of lose their secret identities and Superman kind of reverts back to a similar suit to that in a Brian Hitch drone story. Huh. Very cool. So that's it for me. All that's right. kind of mine. Did you want to go or you want me to go? It doesn't matter. I okay. can go or you can go. All right. so, uh, Either one. Okay, so uh, Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. <laughs> 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 no, no. Uh, sorry. I've, I've got I'm, the comic book adaptation. Okay. You can talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, probably like the, the big Superman story is, is Superman, The Man of Steel by John Byrne. Uh, I think this was just shortly after Crisis, if I remember correctly, where they're trying to, and that's been, it's actually been quite a while since I've read this story. So, uh, but it's a, it, and I guess it's probably not a lot of it is in modern continuity for DC, but it's just such an, I just felt like it's such an excellent uh, story about Superman coming into his powers, coming into Metropolis. Uh, I thought John Byrd did an outstanding job of basically, you know, kind of envisioning Superman for, for that time period. Uh, you know, and there's just like a few little scenes that, you know, kind of stand out to me from, you know, from that. Uh, there's one scene where uh, Lois Lane is in Clark's, Clark's apartment and uh, Clark comes out of the bathroom and, and Lois is there lift, using his weights. And it's like, I can't believe you use these so light and you're in as good a shape as, as you are. And like Clark's like, oh, my gosh, I got to learn to adjust my, you know, weights. And um, but it's like it's a different take. You know, Clark's not the, the nerdy guy because, yeah. he, I mean, it, you know, he was the high school football star, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, it, you know, there was – it had some random weird powers, which tends to always happen in, like, some Superman thing where there's, like, at the end, like, issue five or six, somebody takes a picture of uh, Superman, and, and he's, like, able to detect light bouncing off of his face differently or, or something bizarre like that, which is, you know, uh, you know kind of dumb, really. <laughs> but, um, but overall um, – for me, that that story—it's a good, uh, good, you know, updated origin story uh, for Superman. You know, excellent writing, excellent artwork by John Byrne. I don't really have a whole lot more to say mm-hmm. about it. I mean, there are uh, other than that, but uh, it's definitely something to check out, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it, it's you know pretty much always in print. I think yeah, to be I able think to so. be picked up, yep. so it's just one of those yeah, you know always one. available yeah. you know t- type of stories. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, quick side note: I just actually saw this confirmed the other day online somewhere. Uh, Man of Steel number one is also the first American superhero variant cover. Huh. Oh, by really? like a major publisher, yeah, because huh. there's there the mm-hmm. there are two covers for that. There's yep. the standard Krypton exploding Superman to the side, and mm-hmm. then there's the close up of him Opening taking up off his, the shirt yep. with the S underneath. Oh, interesting. Yep. Huh. I didn't realize. I knew there trivia? were two covers for that. Yeah. But I didn't realize that was the that first. Was first, yeah. variant, first one. Variant, okay. Huh? Very cool. Well, for uh, my entry into this little journey, I've uh, picked something a little bit a Superman story that. Kind of isn't a Superman story. It wasn't written under the Elseworlds banner, but it was written by uh, Kurt Busiek and uh, illustrated by Stuart Emin. And in 2004, it's called Secret Superman, Secret Identity. And it's really an interesting read. It's kind of a different take on the whole thing. Really what the upshot of it is, is about a young, about a family living in rural Kansas. You know, not Smallville. I think it's like Picketsville or something like Mm -hmm. that. You know, some real homey sounding town. And uh, a young couple named uh, the Kents, I think, like Dave and Laura or something like that. And they have a son. And as a joke, their world's like ours. Superheroes don't exist in their world except for in comic books. You know, so as kind of a joke, they name their son Clark. 
you know, so they got Clark Kent living in Kansas and, you know, the Superman mythos that we know is their Superman mythos in their comics. So, uh, of course, he's just constantly bullied and tormented and aggravated, you know, inundated with Superman gifts from relatives. Every birthday he gets something Superman, all this and all that. And he really doesn't care about it. He does not care about it at all. And uh, it just is annoyance in his life. And one of the things that the that leon clark does kind of his escape as he goes to his what he calls his fortress of solitude which is basically a broken down tractor in the middle of a field and he just goes out there just to kind of get away from all this and then he'll go camping at night by himself you know rural safe community out there so one night while he's on one of his little camping forays he wakes up in the middle of the night and he's actually floating in the sky so he actually ends up, as he's gotten a little older and it develops more and more, this Clark Kent in this world without superheroes develops all of Superman's powers, you know. And it's just the story of exploring that, how he adapts to that, how he kind of then like just tries to decide what he wants to do with this. Now that he can do this, he wants to use it to help people like Superman. But do I keep this secret? You know, it's like it's kind of like playing into that whole secret identity thing. Do I expose myself and let people know what I can do, including my parents, all this or that? Do I keep it down? So he kind of goes through a various just different stages of how what he does. And he pretty much decides to keep it more covert. And one time he exposes himself semi like I think it was like an explosion at like a county fair or something like that. And uh you know, and then he decides, no, this was the wrong thing to do because he starts attracting government attention who start coming after him and all this and all that. So it's just kind of a different take on the whole Superman thing from like the perspective of what would happen if just a normal person, this happened to him, right. you know, and all of a sudden they could do these things. How would you do? What would, what would the morality of it be? You know, would you help people? Would you keep it to yourself? Would you lay low? And, of course, once you do get exposed, you know, government's going to come after you and all this and all that. So it's just an interesting take, a different take on that kind of thing. And about being Superman without really being Superman, you know, mm -hmm. and going on. And it's, it goes to different, you know, things like his friends as a joke, set him up with this girl named Lois, you know. <laughs> right. and But they ended up falling in love. That's who he marries and has <clears> his <throat> kids with, you know. and just, So it's just kind of a nice alternate little story, you know, about the whole concept of superman without be it really being superman so it's just kind of a nice self-contained little story i think it was four issues you know and it uh, in their prestige format so it was a little bit bigger issues but there's always a trade of it available and uh so yeah i would highly recommend anybody checking out it's just a really fun solid read so that's my recommendation and they're followed that up now with the uh batman creature of the night right yes it's coming yep. out yeah but I, there are two issues of that are out and it's the same creative team I know the character in that's like Bruce Wainwright or something like that, so I don't really know how they're going with that. I'm going to wait till all four issues are out and probably check that out. Okay. But yeah, it's kind of a sister piece to that. So that do it, gentlemen. Yeah, the, the I've, we've talked about this AMC series before. Uh, was it Robert Kirkman's Secret History of mm -hmm. Comics? I think yeah. what it is. There's an episode of that that talks uh, about uh, Siegel and Schuster and mm -hmm. all of their legal issues that they had with DC. Um, regarding so regarding the ownership of the Superman character, mm -hmm. which so I just I don't that it's popped in my mind right now. So something to if you have AMC have access to that, it's something definitely worth watching. So yeah. we're gonna limit it to just was this like one or 
Yeah, I mean, we could yeah. always revisit this. It's yeah. the 80th oh, okay. anniversary all year long, so yeah, we could always come back and okay. hit up some yeah. more. Yeah, maybe uh, we'll do it next time. Did we want to talk about some news that's come out of D.C.? Oh, yeah, we probably do so? want to just uh, hit on that. You're talking about the Black Label yeah. stuff, apparently. Um, yeah, D.C. has announced a uh, an imprint, you know, another imprint of their of their brand called Black Label. And it's kind of an interesting concept. I guess I've got a little bit of mixed emotions about it, but mostly I think I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. You know, well, I guess it's all going to be in the execution. You know, I think it could potentially be good. It could potentially kind of be a train wreck. But uh, <laughs> yeah. but I'm looking forward to reading some of it. And really what it is, Dan, you want to get into that? Yeah, so it looks like DC is creating an imprint for some of their... Uh I mean, I guess you'd call them top talent. It's definitely the, sort of the bigger names and more successful creators of the company are sort of give, given free reign, it looks like, over some uh, different projects. Um, it seems like some of this is coming out in the wake of uh, Sean Murphy's Batman White Knight, where they are sort of out of continuity stories, not necessarily like Elseworlds like we used to have, where it's still basically like this is obviously Batman, this is Superman, but just out of continuity, let, letting the creators have a little more free reign with them as far as what the stories are. Mm-hmm. And um, it turns out this is what Scott Snyder has been referring to as far as uh, continuing his all-star Batman run. Because he's uh, teaming up with Greg Capullo again now to kind of do that story. And it sounds like it's almost like a Mad Max dystopian Batman story, which was previewed in an issue a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Superman Year One from Frank Miller and John Romita Jr. Right, and I'm not sure. How, does Frank Miller ever need to write Superman? To you, do you, do you he, think that I f- I'm looking forward to this because he said that this is kind of the story he wants to do. Okay. Again, we'll see what that amounts to when it actually comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like. On some level, he has to have a spot, soft spot for this character. Right. Yeah. You know, maybe this is, you know, maybe not looking at Superman through the lens of Batman right. mm-hmm. would like be Dark Knight. better yeah. take That's for him. That's true. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Because yeah, he used Superman very effectively, I thought, in the Dark Knight series. So I think, yeah. he, know, I think he understands the character. Okay. So. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely, I hear you. Yeah. Uh, I, get, I get what you're saying. But yeah, I think this will be kind of a different take on him. Well, I certainly hope so. Um, there's a Wonder Woman book. Uh, I can't think of the writer offhand, but I know Phil Jimenez is drawing it. Yeah, is that the Kelly Sue DeConnick? Is I that that so. one or the other one? And then there's another one called, like I think, Diana's Daughter or something yeah. that they've kind of uh, floated the, out there. The Kelly Sue DeConnick book, I think it's more of a history of the Amazons. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Kinda I think that's be- what it before is. Before Wonder Woman happened, it's like how the Amazons yeah. came to be and... And I think, from what I've heard, it's kind of an interesting thing I've never seen before. I think that series is supposed to culminate with Steve Trevor crashing on the island. Oh, uh, okay. That'd be you a know? cool way of So it's like it, it just kind of leads up to that moment. Probably if you're a fan of the Wonder Woman movie, too, this might be something to pick up mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, I know they're also doing, they called it the other history of the DC Universe, yeah. which sounds like it's sort of the DC Universe through the lens of maybe minorities or disenfranchised yeah, characters. Yeah, that's the way I took through it. Through that. Um, I know there's some other big ones I'm forgetting now that we're trying yeah, to run through the um, list. Who's writing the one that Bermeo's drawn? Oh, uh, that's Brian Azzarello. That, yeah. Azzarello, it's yeah. It's them back together. They did the Batman Death Blow and the Lex Luthor Man of Steel, which has just been rebranded Luthor for the trades now. Right, and then and the Joker the special Joker, yep. from a few years ago. So, yeah, I'm definitely picking that up. I'm sure that'll be a good story. Yeah. So, them. Uh, again, you know, we're not changing these characters necessarily yeah. or getting alternate versions. They're just, 
giving him free reign and I, you know, Miller's like, I guess he's going to shake up the origin of Superman a little bit, you know, yeah. but I, I don't know. You know, it just remains, it'll be interesting. It'll I mean, interesting he, he did a good anyway. job with Batman. Yeah, you that's know, true. Batman yeah. Year One is still a great story. Oh, yeah, it's, still it's amazing. It's like a bestseller for DC. Yeah, I really like that story. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I don't expect this to live up to the bar that set. Sure. But what if it does? But I really would. Li- I really would like Frank Miller to write something good. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I really think he needs a win. You know yeah. what I mean? That's something really solid. I liked DK three. I, I don't know about everybody else. Yeah. But, uh, mm-hmm. It's, it's definitely better than DK two. I'll tell you that. Right. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. No, I liked it. But again, um, and Miller kept deferring to Azarello on that, and I don't know if that was just being polite or mm-hmm. how much of that was Azarello's baby. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and that. But I've heard you know him talking about this is kind of what led to him working on this Superman project. And he has said since he wants another Dark Knight project. Miller said he wants to do a fourth. Um, I would assume that would come out under this label. I don't know why you wouldn't at this point. Right. Um, It's out there. You know, I do have some apprehension about this line. Mm -hmm. Um, All-Star Batman and Robin the Boy Wonder Mm. by Frank Miller and Jim Lee is kind of the big one. Yeah. Um, It's rough. This is what happens when you let creators run roughshod over your characters. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and they never even finished that book. Right. You know, yeah. after multiple times they said they would go back and finish it, and they never have. Um, One thing I'm a little bit confused on, I mean, I assume this is going to be done in their traditional... Is it going to be issues, or is well, this going to be a series of original graphics? That was novels? the other thing, too. Scott Snyder, when he was talking about this back with All-Star Batman, was saying it was going to be an innovative, brand-new thing. <laughs> What does that mean in 2018? Uh-huh. That means they will not be 299 covers. <laughs> that's, that's a given. Yeah. But like we've seen a lot of formats, you know, you can't just throw out hyperbole like that. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, what does that mean? It means a hardcover graphic novel. We've seen that for 30 years. Right. You know what I mean? What is new and innovative about this? Is there a digital aspect to this? Mm-hmm. Is there, you know, some sort of interactive component it's all to this. QR codes. Yeah, is it yeah. QR codes? <laughs> you know, I mean, Marvel had that Marvel AR for a few mm, years. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't know if we've mentioned this on here before, but side note, that program's been discontinued. <laughs> but all those videos are up on YouTube. If you have an issue and you want to see something, you can look it up that way. Huh. Um, but yeah, it's like. If you're throwing around that this is a new format and innovative, I'm expecting something big. Right. Don't just give me a hardcover. Yeah. You know, and I would assume. Or an and odd, they, just an odd shape the book or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's they're just all like, round. Yeah. You know, <laughs> what? I mean, especially with the gimmick covers of the 90s, oh what do you got to do that hasn't been done before? Mm-hmm. You know, are they all going to be fold out vertical covers? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, that's not done before. Yeah. yeah. Pop up books. Yeah. Pop up comics. Pop up comics. Yeah. I you don't know. know. I just. I don't know. It's. I feel like that's big talk that they're not going to back up, but we'll mm-hmm. see. You know, maybe it will be. Right. But yeah, they've been kind of vague on the format of these things. Yeah. The, I, the comic book format is in the format it is in for a reason because it's yeah. convenient for reading. So it's, it's convenient for yeah. retailers too. Mm-hmm. You hear stories of you know books that are odd formats. Oh yeah. It's a pain. being low ordered because people mm-hmm. can't put them out. Yeah. How do you put that? You know, like even an oversized hardcover like Frank Miller's 300. How do you put that on a shelf with your other books? All those widescreen books that stick out three inches off the shelf because Mm -hmm. they're just too tall, you know? Yeah. And that's not to say there's not artistic merit to that. Sure. There is. But again, you know, comics are a business for Mm -hmm. better or worse. It's definitely a double-edged sword. Right. But 
And it does you keep know. people from, I, I mean, yeah. you as a collector, it, doesn't the size, odd size of a book put you off from buying something sometimes or not really? I don't think it, it would be the deciding factor because uh-huh. I have bought books that were odd size, but then it, it is a pain where like, okay, where do I put this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. As it, I've found out over the last couple of years, they don't make boxes for treasury size comics, which have yeah. been around since what, the 70s? <laughs> right. There's yep. no good way of doing that. Mm-hmm. I've got this you know. one shelf that is just all these odd shaped books that are yeah. stuck in all these different yeah. angles. And it's, and it's a book. <laughs> shelf it's yeah. not a long mm-hmm. box no yeah exactly right. uh-huh. your books mm-hmm. right so yeah that'll that'll be interesting and it's interesting in many levels to see you know what this innovation is and what these stories are going to yeah. be yeah alleged innovation yeah there you go hopefully what these stories are are finished before they're solicited yes mm-hmm. for sure i don't want eight month gaps in between these books which mm-hmm. is what you'll see um you know seven year gaps yeah exactly <laughs> from bigger creators like this you know Right, uh, Frank Miller's Dark Knight Three. You know, it was still late, like late. the other two mm-hmm. series yes. were. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hopefully these are figured out beforehand. Um, there's, I've been seeing online on, uh, I believe Twitter, with Sean Murphy mentioning that hey, you know, there's basically going to be a sequel to his White Knight run. Okay. Maybe it will be through this now. It right. definitely seems like it would fit into this format. You know, mm-hmm. of this line. You know, kind of the tone of this imprint. So I would be surprised if it isn't. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that at some point the trade of the first series gets remarked as being part of that. Part label. of that, yeah, I can see that. I mean, the concept of this whole, you know, innovation, whatever it is, aside, you know, is kind of in my wheelhouse because I mean, I understand continuity, but you know, you're right. talking about characters that've been around for eighty years. How do you, right. how do you do that? And and I've always said, just tell me good stories, stories. about characters yeah. I like. Right. You know, without this, having to worry about every, oh, that couldn't happen because in issue 693, right. blah, 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 thus and so. I don't want to have to worry about all that. So this really appeals to me in that way. We'll just see what the execution yeah, is. Yeah, because right now it looks like you could tell someone, you want a good Batman story? Read this. Uh-huh. There you go. This is all you need. You know, hopefully uh-huh. that's what they'll be. Yes, that would be when they come terrific. Out. Or like, you know, I really liked Wonder Woman. I want to read more about the Amazons. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. Yeah, because you, you get people coming in that aren't really comic book people. It's just like, right. oh, I want to read Batman. Where, where should I start? How do you answer that? You know what I, I mean? It's I, just I, like... Um, Batman year one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> again, again, this is something that happened a while back, so I can't... I don't know if I've mentioned it on here before. Mm-hmm. I had someone reach out to me online, mm-hmm. and I was—I didn't really know this person, but they were like, "Hey, I want to read all the Marvel Six One Six stuff. Where do I start?" <laughs> Whoa! Uh-huh. They even—well, they knew what Marvel Six One Six even meant, huh? Yeah, that's the thing. They did list it like that, but I'm like, well, you know, I don't—I don't, I don't want to say this in a brick and mortar store, but it starts with a Marvel Unlimited subscription because <laughs> you're going to be shelling out the money for this stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, it starts with Fantastic Four one number one. one. Yeah. You know, if you really want to read this mm-hmm. and it's just like, you know, that's a, that's a hefty that's a, that's a undertaking. Yeah. 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 yeah that's a lot. So you bring that up. Has Marvel ever actually embraced the 616 as being their thing? Cause wasn't that mostly kind of like a fan yeah, no, they've, they've definitely kind okay. of used that designation right. for the universe. Okay. I don't know if it's still valid or not. Right. But Who uh, knows with all their yeah, changes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes and sense. They're kind of sliding timeline. I don't know why it wouldn't be necessarily, but I don't. I can't say for sure. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, anything else, guys? We want to wrap this one up? I'm, I'm good. Well, we uh, hope you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. I think we're good. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed this little bonus episode that we... Just 
freestyled here, I guess. Yeah. You know? If, if, you, don't, if you don't like it, come in the store. We'll gladly give you your money, money back. There you <laughs> go. We'll refund your money gladly. And, you know, also, if there's anything that you would like to hear us talk about, you know, reach out to us on, you know, on our outlets that we'll give you here in a little bit, ways to get a hold of us. If there's like, if there's anything you'd like to hear about or you would like to hear discussed, um, of course, even as the uh, – owner of this business the main thing we want to do is to that i want to do is to you know be serving the purpose that you want us you know what do you want of it what would you like to see of us as a comic shop you know we're trying to do some more things you know right now our back room's out of commission you know so we can't really do those things but dan and i have uh, kicked around the idea of starting a book club where we'd read uh, everybody read a graphic novel and we get together at a set time to discuss things we've talked about doing different kind of things within the store and so any ideas that you have that you would like to see us kind of explore just send them to us talk to us about them and you know we'll consider the possibility of it you know mm-hmm. we want you know it's a uh, i just want to voice my appreciation for everybody that does come into the store and shop locally here you know it's so easy to buy this stuff online i'm aware of that you know i'm, I'm not totally blind to that so just the fact that everybody does come in and support us i just really like to give a personal thank you for continue for doing that and ask you to continue to do so and let us know again if there's anything else you'd like to see us do or offer um so with that we'll just go ahead and wrap this one up and uh, again i'm mike no here uh, at campus comics we're here at 816 b east main street in carbondale phone number 618-457-6011 just like our page on facebook um trying to think if there's anything else but that's how you get a hold of me and send us those suggestions like i said uh, scott reed you can find me at bergcomics.com b-u-r-g uh, also find me on uh, facebook searching for berg comics i try to get back to messages uh, so shoot me an email from the website or leave me a message on the facebook page uh dan brown uh, if you want to find me online it's at detective 651 on twitter wordpress and DeviantArt. uh yeah like you know mike was saying if there's any suggestions you have you know you can also come into the store too and Absolutely. i can always order stuff yes i can you know feel free to ask where mm-hmm. you know if we can get it he'll get it so you much know. stuff out there you can't you know diamond has something you can't have it all here no. but we can get it for you and turnaround time is quick yeah you know i place orders on monday if i place an order on monday i can have it here on wednesday so you know it's not yeah. like you're going to be waiting forever so so yeah I, was, I just also want to personally thank our listener for sticking with us all this time <laughs> too yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so, all right, well, I guess that'll do it for the this extra episode of the Campus Comics cast, and just thanks for listening.